If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, consider Anchor Media. Hi everybody, it's Rob Smith with the Lighter Side of Dark podcast with Solio and Smith, and I want to tell you a little bit about our good friends at Anchor Media. It's real easy to get started. Basically go to the internet, search for Anchor Media, it'll come right up on your browser. Take an opportunity to follow the step-by-step videos and you could have a podcast going just exactly as Solio and I have for the past six seasons. So uh, check them out, Anchor Media. Where you go from there is completely up to you, but they'll get you started. Anchor Media, the place for podcast beginners. Hey everybody, this is the LSD Podcast. First of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, you're not being forced to. During our podcast, we will attempt to entertain you, make you think a little bit. We believe in the First Amendment and our right to our own opinions. You may disagree, and you can always vocalize those disagreements with us. But if you're easily offended, we're probably not the podcast for you. We try to make you think of things from a lighthearted side. We talk politics, yeah, and occasionally we even bash religion. And we make fun of certain groups and even ourselves. So if you're that easily offended, please don't listen to our podcast any further. You're not being forced to. Now, let's try to be entertaining. Well, my name is Ira, and, I, and I'll say something cool. Great stuff, guys. Very entertaining, and I have no future as a defense attorney. I'm glad I found that out today. Oh, God, I love everything about your podcast. Well. I love your... I've, you know, been listening to you guys for probably the last six months or so and kind of happed on it. I love hearing you guys come on and kind of talk about stuff in really a way that's, I don't know, you don't, you don't really care uh, what, you know, how, how bad it sounds. You're saying the truth, and I think it's just cool to hear. You know, it's a little refreshing to hear with all the um, the edited stuff. I love it. Makes my day. Really enjoy uh, listening to you guys and your sense of humor and everything and the, these uh, interesting subjects that you Welcome to The Lighter Side of Dark, Season 7. One of the fastest growing podcasts in the U.S. Now, here to make your eyes roll and attempt to entertain you are Solio and Smith. Milk. Epe. Epe. Good to see you, Solio. Good to see you, too. Good to be seen. It is. It is. Nobody, not for them. Nobody is seeing us, but they're hearing. You know what? We're going to, next week... For the podcast next week, we are going to have a couple video cameras set up. One on you, one on me. I don't know who's going to look worse near oh. you. What? We have to actually like shower. I know. That's put on the, a clean shirt. Man, that was the, the thing that always drew me to the idea of radio was that you could come in in sweatpants and just, if you sound professional at times, nobody has to know you're wearing here, like, here, Here's an example. Pants. Have you ever met Marvelous Marvin? He's a local DJ here in the... Uh, in the Spring Hill no, but uh, area. Immediately, it sounds like a name I would respect. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Marvelous Marvin, nice guy. I've met him several times. He used to work on uh, Q105. He okay. worked on Mix 96. Sure. Now yeah, he big, is at uh, 106.3, uh, uh, hits 106 here in the area. And again, can't say enough great things. So he probably has a great radio voice. Though. Great things about that station. Fantastic station. They play a lot of great music. Um, but Marvelous Marvin looks like a hermit. <laughs> He does. He just—he looks like a guy who lives like it, like he would have a manifesto, and he lives up in a cabin in the woods. But but when you hear him on the radio, he's just got an amazing, amazing voice and great person, mm-hmm. nice guy, fantastic. That, that helps too, by the way. That helps keep the job when you have the nice voice. If you have a nice voice and then you're a dick to everybody, you know that, yeah. that doesn't that don't doesn't exactly. Help. So uh, we have got a lot to cover this week. This week is viewer mail. Yeah, and, mail and, and we uh, this is where we go into the viewer mailbag and we read them as they're sent in. Oh, we don't yeah. edit them. So some people came at us hard, and that's okay. Well, most of yeah, most of it is. There's a few. There's a few nice things in yeah, there. Yeah, a couple, couple nice things there's, in there. So thanks for uh, 
draw, not you know, pulling us off the ledge. But we don't we don't hold back. If you uh, if you don't like us, at least you're still listening for some reason. Um, we uh, we also will be talking about our uh, we'll do Florida Man. Don't 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 freak out, guys. We're going to do Florida Man. Um, our Hall of Shame this week is the Olivia Newton John Honorable Hall of Shame because I'm te- she's not. In the Hall of Fame, you know, it's and it's funny we're we're doing Hall, and in case you're not familiar, Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame, Hall of Shame, Hall of Shame, Hall of Shame, Hall of Shame. We've got the, the, our new piece where we argue for the inclusion of an artist that's not in, and then we argue against the inclusion of an artist that is in. Just a couple of weeks ago, you were railing about how Olivia Newton-John is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is a travesty. We were going to talk about this. And then she passed and away. She passed away. So now Very we sad. have even more reason to to to. It's it's a it's a topic now that you know people are are going to be talking about her again. Uh, so it's fitting. I'm going to tell you right now. She was one of my first boy girl things. She was that like you know good girl. If you like the good girls, and I, I like good girls. And I mean it was like and and I was like you know 14. Mm-hmm. You know that's and, when you start noticing yeah. that if you. Well, I, I noticed them earlier. But but she was like, and then I saw her in Greece. Oh my God, are you kidding me? In that in that leather. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, good girls was kind of my thing. I, I I don't know if there were a lot of bad girls in the seventies. Maybe Grace Slick. But um, what the heck is that? Something flying Some around the studio. Mosquito. Um, so no, uh, she uh, her and like Marie Osmond. I, sure. Marie Osmond, just pure. You know, yeah, like, right, right. Selling yeah. girls. Yeah. Have you seen Marie Osmond? Damn, she looks fantastic. How many kids she had? Nine. She's seven, started. eight, nine kids or something. Looks like she's just gorgeous. early, anyway. and, you know. But guess what? We cannot get off tangent today because the newsroom is calling. This just in on the lighter side of dark breaking news. John, it's a remarkable development with the former president himself confirming that the FBI has executed a search warrant on his home in Palm Beach, Florida today. He said in a statement that his beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, of course, which became his primary residence after he left the White House, is, quote, currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large number of FBI agents. He says after working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. John, he adds, quote, they even broke into my safe, and he compared this to Watergate, reverse Watergate, and maintains it's an effort to stop him from running for president in 2024. Of course, we should note we have now learned that this search warrant had to do with that investigation into how the former president handled potentially classified information, certainly sensitive information, when he left the White House. That is something we knew had already happened, that he had taken about 15 boxes with him to Mar-a-Lago when he left the White House in January of 2021. They delayed returning those boxes back to the National Archives, which wanted them. And we knew this had been under investigation because there had actually been a subpoena issued to the National Archives itself for what was in included in these documents. They wanted to know what was in them, who boxed them up, who personally took them to Mar-a-Lago. So those have been major questions surrounding this. But this is a dramatic escalation for these FBI agents to go and execute a search warrant at the former president's primary residence. I will note, John, that tonight the Justice Department is not commenting when CNN has reached out for this. The Biden White House was also unaware that this was being conducted and say they found out when the rest of us did, which is when the former president confirmed this. I also want to note Trump was not present at Mar-a-Lago when this happened. He is at Trump Tower in New York. He was not there in Bedminster or excuse me, in Palm Beach, where he often does not spend his summers. Clearly, though, the president, former president, is very unhappy about this. 
and is saying he believes it was politically motivated as we are waiting to learn more about what exactly was behind this. Can you believe it? Trump actually thinks it's politically motivated. <gasps> Just so tired of hearing that from the anybody. It's become where if you break laws and you get and you get scrutinized for it and you and and you may have to face, account, face accountability. All of a sudden, it's political. It's not political. It's legal. It's yeah. It's always been legal. It's just, it's insane that they try to politicize. I mean, they politicized science, so of course he's going to politicize this. They were just waiting for it. But it's about time. I'm glad to see it moving forward. I did not see it coming. Uh, and that's how they get you. You know, everyone thinks the Department of Justice, well, not, not everyone, but a lot of people think the Department of Justice is either incompetent or dragging their feet on purpose. Uh, but what is very more likely is they, they're just working their way up to the big fish. They're getting their airtight case because this is federal so it needs to be airtight and they need to do this the right way to make sure it never happens again so i think you you can't play your hand uh, you know you can't let them know what's coming next you have to kind of stay ahead of them so i'm glad to see it i want the truth to come out like everyone else i just i just want to see what's going on now and who's of complicit. course of course the rights going off the deep end now that's another talking and, and, point and the, and, but it's witch hunt Anything they, they don't like is a witch hunt. Right. Now, it's always a witch hunt until you find witches. That's the thing. is That's running out of... This state. is not a matter of opinion, like you said. This is a matter of paper and the ink that's on it. Right. Now, Hillary's emails. Let's bring that up real quick. Do you know she testified for 38 hours yep. and with a Republican-run mm -hmm. committee that was going after her? She wasn't president, by the way. Right. They didn't find anything to get an indictment, and she also answered the subpoena. He refuses to testify. I would think a guy as, I don't know, how, how do you call him? Something narcissistic? Oh, oh he's a malignant. Malignant narcissist. narcissist. Yes. How come somebody like him isn't jumping at the chance to go there and clear his name? Exactly. Maybe because he really can't clear his name. I, if this is the beginning, I will be absolutely thrilled. Yeah. How could this be news. Dave, let me there explain to you. Dave, this Still is very much news. This is very much news. <laughs> we have we, we tried we try really hard to avoid the political stuff, but this, like you said, isn't political. Yeah, this trumps everything, dare I say. And reverse Watergate. Let let's let's address that just just for a moment. Come on. Reverse Watergate. Now again, Nixon found out about Watergate. He didn't run it. He didn't organize it. He didn't set it up. He didn't facilitate it. He was just made aware of it. Now, should he have contacted the Department of Justice and brought the people uh, that were committing it to justice? Absolutely, he should have. But instead, he lied about it. And then he was basically told, okay, we're going to impeach you. You're going to be gone. So then he resigned. They purposely chose Ford because they knew Ford would pardon him. He already said that he would. Right. And also, Nelson Rockefeller was... Ford's appointment for vice president uh, for political means and also for money and so on and so forth that was when Ford was going against uh, um, Reagan in 76 I believe it was so yeah the, these types of things that it's it's not political guys it's just not he did something that looks like illegal alleged but yeah. you know the FBI going in there with 15 cases of stuff and coming out that's that's not looking good they'll, and, they'll, they'll find something and it's important to note they had to get uh, the the, I believe it was a warrant 
of some this this federal had to, federal federal judge federal judge had to grant this and uh, one of the Supreme Court justices had to sign off on it too. So that means they they know they, they've they got know something. something. A federal judge is not going to. Uh, one of my buddies, uh, Eric uh, Godfrey, longtime listener to the uh, program, he uh, he said, "Yeah, there's no judge going to put his balls on the chopping block unless he was shown something." Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. It's it's they they they're done with him. He's too much a danger. The problem is they've created the monster. They embraced the monster. Now they're trying to get rid of the monster, and you can't do that because yeah. now you just split the vote. It's they, alive! Yeah. It's alive! So they could do whatever. They can imprison him. They can assassinate him. They could do whatever they want. They could blame him. They could act like they never went in on it. Then they're going to push DeSantis. But I don't think the people are going to buy that. And they're going to be pissed because the Trump fans are going to be like... There's some that embrace that fascist DeSantis, but it, it, there are others that are his cult, Trump's cult, that are going to be pissed. Do you know that right now unemployment's the lowest it's been in 50 years? Yep. Now... I, again, nobody wants to work anymore. Anything can be spun. It's it, it's like the, the probably the greatest spin I ever heard. I'm not yeah. a religious person, but Jesus walks across the top of the River Jordan, gets on the other side, and says, "I am who I am." And two Jewish prophets look at each other and go, "I don't know what's so great about him. He can't swim." Right. It's Anything can be spun. Absolutely. When 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 they say that unemployment is the lowest it's been in 50 years, mm-hmm. the right comes well, no, that's because nobody wants to work or. Because unemployment was so crazy during COVID, the jobs are coming back and people are taking them, so that's why it is. Now, if you want to use numbers against Biden, you can use numbers against Biden. You sure. just Biden can't use numbers for him. It is literally talking out of both sides about double-edged sword. Right. Yeah, and that's what I'm. I, I'm tired of. I just want. I'm going to be opening up a Mountain Dew in the background. Ooh. Ah, Free product placement. I just want there to be a truth and accountability and more openness and progress made for the people of the country. And You, you want to go after Biden's son? Go after him. Do the same thing. Send the FBI. If he's guilty, he's guilty. All we ever hear about, who Biden's laptop. Right. Hunter Biden's laptop. It's always projection, though. Get it. If he did something wrong, get him. Find him guilty. Get an indictment. Put him in no. jail. Do whatever you got to do. Just because you're the president's son doesn't mean you get a get-out-of-jail-free card. You know, when, that applies to guys named Trump, too, though. Right. You know, when they put Hillary on that, on that when they paraded her through that, that spectacle, uh, and I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a huge Hillary fan, but she would have been a competent president. Um, I understand why she didn't win. There's Me a and lot you of both reasons. have talked about that ad yeah. nauseum on here. Um, but, I, I, you know, that was political. That was partisan. So, of course, it's projection when they say anything that makes them, you know, feel like they're looking bad is, is, is political. It's just projection. You know, it means they've done it or are planning to do it. That's why the voting fraud, all that stuff, anything that they – it's the Nazi strategy. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, that's, that was their way is, you know, accuse the enemy uh, that of which you are guilty. Um, and that you in, in deflect, that way you kind deflect, of deflect deflect that is literally in that Nazi playbook. So um, yeah, it's it's just it's not it's not partisan. It's not political. This but is, I gotta tell you, man, I'm I'm excited good. today. I'm excited that, that that our podcast is the day after it happened. Yeah, I just want I just want good people to win. That's it. I just want the future of our country to look bright. And people like him getting away with shit like that would not be good. For, and, you know, I don't care what he could have run as a Democrat if he wanted to, if it was a weaker field, because he, he, he used to be a registered Democrat. It's the kind of person he is Yeah. that that I don't want that to represent the U.S. going forward. So 
I'm glad to see that I... I don't know that any of our elected officials really represent us anymore, though. They, they really don't. That's the problem. That's the problem. They're it's, not really our representatives. And change is so incremental with vote. You know, there's starting to be some progressives. Fetterman is an interesting candidate in Pennsylvania. True. Um, there's an example of someone who can kind of appeal to both sides in a, in a way. If you look at his... He does come from money, but he lives simply. John Kasich? Case? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He would be another he, he, he wasn't he wasn't really considered a front runner before, but I think he's certainly more centrist and could appeal to both, he's to both sides. He's yeah. competent and he's human. Um, so there is uh, there there it's just incremental. I think you know that those we have to do it voting at the state level. Have to vote in midterms. I'm curious to see what the turnouts are going to be after Roe versus Wade. After well, Kansas you know, Kansas upheld right. abortion rights, which is interesting. When Kansas does it, right. That's that that's milk toast kind of state, man. It's a red state, by the way. Very red, and it tells me that people are paying attention, and they're a little bit scared of the fascist shit too. And and maybe maybe some of them are waking up to the fact this isn't really a football game, and it's not my team versus your team. This is these guys are are, are manipulating talking points, and they're eliminating rights as they go along. What amazes me is what party is blamed for supposedly taking away our rights? Democrats. Why though? When you look, it's not the Democrats that are trying to take away your rights. And don't get me wrong, Democrats got a lot of work to do when it comes to image. Of course. Because all they are is just a bunch of woke nut jobs trying to cancel every damn body. They they, they need to realize that that that's really part of freedom, is allowing people to have free speech, allowing people to, if they choose to... Um, you know, whatever religion they want to believe in. That's perfectly fine. I know my position is anti, but I don't have an I- issue with people who do. That's that's part of freedom. Right. And I'm, I'm not a fan of a party that's trying to get rid of voting rights, trying to get rid of right. that kind of stuff. Actively and aggressively. Oh, people say, oh my gosh, you're going to rob your anti-trans. You're... No, I'm not. No, you're not. That's like, that's like watching the Dave Chappelle special and coming away with it thinking he was anti-trans. He told a heart-wrenching story about a trans person who was a dear friend of his. I know you, and you don't care what color or what they look like. They could have three heads. And you'd probably make fun of the fact they have three heads, but you would treat them normally. Like I, I would I, ask I, him, if, if, do they all wear the same size hat? Yeah, but I know that you would not be treating them Which one do they think with? Like, you know, <laughs> as a woman would ask. Yeah. Which one do you think with? I mean, that's equal opportunity, though. You know, that's what South Park always argued, is you can't say one subject is, is or one person is sacred. So everyone's fair game, including lesbian, gay, and queer. I will, t- I will tell you this. Everyone. Though, I, I can, I'm capable of having both thoughts in my head. I'm totally okay. Oh, you're with nuanced? Some, wow. Yeah, with, with someone who says, I, I am a man, but I identify as a woman, and I want to be a woman. They want to go through the, the surgery, and they want to transition into being a woman. No opposition here. However, I can have two thoughts in my head. I don't think someone who is born a man should be allowed to compete in women's sports. Oh, I agree with that. I disagree with that. I, 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 agree I don't with you think that, that should yeah. be allowed. That's not fair to women, not because, oh my God, here we go, not because they're weaker, but muscle structure right and in 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 the broadest sense painting with a broad brush they are a weaker sex in some ways now don't get me wrong if you want to get put me in a fight with ronda rousey that bitch is gonna kick my ass no you're you're talking about it you know generalities but in my prime i don't know that i could last 30 seconds with ronda rousey in an mma ring she's she's about about the best in the world i would just hope that she would sit on my head that would be (laughs) That would be At least make it for. worth your while. Exactly. So uh, time to uh, check in with George Carlin. 
what uh, what'd you pick this week? George. Time for Carlin's Corner, so, everybody. So this was a clip that was just uh, it was about a minute long, and it's not from a special. It was more. It was this was in an interview setting, and it's just a brief summation. Uh, obviously, there's it's more nuanced than this, but uh, it, it was just sort of a sixty second summation of the the left wing versus right wing, what the general differences seem to be. Well, let's hear from uh, the greatest comedian of all time, Mr. George Carlin. Line. You know the difference between, that I define the difference between right wing and left wing. People to the right of center. Well, let's start with the people to the left. People to the left of center. Liberals, Democrats, populists. They're interested in people, human beings, and human values. People to the right of the line, Republicans and rich people and and um, and right wingers. They're interested in property, property, not people. And they're, they're soulless. They're, they're they're without soul. They don't really care. They don't really care. They don't. These Christians don't do Jesus' work, which is to feed the poor and take care of the ones who can't help themselves. That's what their Jesus said. Feed those who have no way. To take ones who have to have nothing to going for them. Help them in my name. Don't even want to know about. It. Where's that tax return? I get. Give me. I want my my. What do they call it? The rebate. It's goofy. It's just goofy. Man. I and, love that. Yeah, and just again go and and which side? And it's always the right side that's pounding the Bible and the 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 religious stuff, and then you know those religious zealots, and uh, and and meanwhile, none of what they preach is anything like what Jesus would be preaching. Yeah, the Sermon on the Mount. And and yeah, and and the fact that people don't get it, and they've just been. T- what did he say? Did he say the the Greeks are going to inherit the earth? I think he said the Greeks. I think he said the Greeks. No, no, meek. He's a meek. Okay, Harry, tell me, tell me, tell me, speak up. Yeah, so I just, I don't get the people that, that, to me, that should automatically be the first red flag that goes up that maybe my team isn't the good team right now. Maybe they're just telling me what I want to hear. It, they, they're walking, talking human contradictions. Right. And yeah. that's, the, that's the thing that I call people out on the most. Yeah, cognitive dissonance is a term I hear thrown around a lot when regard with regards to the current state. Of, yeah, you, you say one thing, you, you act like you believe one thing, but you do another. Yeah, or, or and, and, and the gaslighting where you're telling someone right to their face that this is not what it is. And, and you, until that you start to question your sanity because they just say it with such, there's such grace and aplomb like it's no just no big thing you know no yeah, no, no no biggie what you're seeing is not happening you know trump was a big fan of saying that kind of stuff uh what you're hearing is not what's real it's just you know straight out of the fascist nazi yeah. type stuff so um i don't get uh, G- jesus is the one that said you know i don't come here to make peace i came here with a sword <laughs> he's ready to make stuff happen you know what i'm saying so uh, yeah good old jesus meek and mild um so uh, yeah carlin just has always i think uh cut through the bullshit Yes, right. That's it. I yeah. love that he's just so trying to be genuine. Party of property. Authenticity and genuine. And, and that's what it ends up being. It's party of property and, and the corporatists. You know, not, not even capitalists. Capitalism is great. Corporatism is shitty. And that's kind of where we are now, where it's just like... Corporate. When my right-wing friends complain about the price of gas, I'm like, aren't you thrilled? That's capitalism. That's ExxonMobil saying, we're going to fuck these people over and we're going to jack up, we're going to double the price of gas and just tell them, Sit and spin. They'll blame it on Biden, and we will make the the largest recorded record profits in recorded history. You know, I mean, when when guys like um, uh, J.P. Morgan and Rockefeller and Carnegie 
at late 1800s, early 1900s, those guys were making ungodly amounts of money, crazy amounts of money in a, in a, in an economy where if somebody made a thousand dollars for the year, that was a lot. These guys were raking in hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. It's nothing compared to the record profits that the oil companies are making nowadays. Which is crazy to think nothing. because because that's like enough money to they really pretty much bought and shaped the country with that much money because that's right. the amount of wealth. That's what's terrifying about you've got corporations like Amazon that pretty much owns everything. Nestle pretty much owns all the food, and and that stuff's terrifying because like, media companies control the media. Yeah. And by the way, that's controlled on the left and controlled on the right. Mm-hmm. We're not acting like the right's the only media that's controlled and edited and put out there. Oh no, absolutely the yeah. left. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's re, you know there's. There's all kinds. There's alt left too. There's alt right. There's everything out there. I just try to be somewhere in the center. You you called it when we first started the podcast many years ago. I'm a I'm a progressive. Right. I just want progress for yeah. us as a species and as a country. I want us to be in it together, and I want things to get better technologically, infrastructurally, education, not all to, of those not to things. go backwards. Quit banning yeah. books. Right. And take the time to explain context of books. Right. Yeah. You go this. Was fiction. It's so weird. The N word was used all over Huck Finn. Yeah. Matter of fact, one of the characters was N word Jim, if I remember yeah. correctly. The truth is, kids could still have that book read to them and explain to them that the connotation of that word now is 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 inappropriate. So when they see it, change it to Negro. You know, it, but you can still tell the story. You know, it it's, just it's. It's, but no, they just want to ban the whole thing. It's funny to it me. It has the N-word in it, so now right. nobody can ever read it again. All these kids are the same kids you know, that they're, they're banning this book. They could download the book on their tablet in the class and read it right in class if they really wanted to. And they probably will now. And, and historically, banning books has always backfired. Which, books, which book has more trauma in it? Huck Finn of the Bible. The Bible wins every time. Tale of Two Cities. Which one has more drama? The Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bible has incest. Tale killing, of the Tape. Killing Bible, babies. Pound for pound. Yeah. Has, it has it all. Like you said, rape, incest, bestiality, killing babies. I mean, Incest, it's all in there. Think of the worst stuff in an X-rated snuff film. That's the Bible. That's... Bible it, chicken. Wow, wow. Yeah, you that's know, that Bible. Kind of <laughs> right, pretty much. That would, that would be a lighthearted uh, take on I mean, you think about this. Okay, in this particular porn movie, the two daughters get together and say, hey, why don't we get Dad really drunk tonight and you sleep with him tonight? And then I'll get him really drunk tomorrow night and I'll sleep with him, you know. And the, uh, you could hear the... Yeah, oh, the, the hijinks. In the background. Hey, Dad, can I get you a beer? You know, but it's like this. This is this is stuff. This is supposedly... You ready for this? Well, the Word of God. Yikes. Speaking of that, let's go on to our another, another favorite segment. Hitch Slaps, where uh, we play a little clip from our, our the late, great uh, Christopher Hitchens, who uh, was a, a tremendous debater, not a master debater, but just a tremendous debater. And uh, I'll play this one. I think it's pretty much uh, self-explanatory. Christopher, I'm not sure if you believe in heaven, but if you do, do you think Jerry Falwell is in it? No, and I think it's a pity there isn't a hell for him to go to. <laughs> what is it about him that brings up such vitriol? The empty life of this ugly little charlatan proves only one thing, that you can get away with the most extraordinary offenses to morality and to truth in this country if you'll just get yourself called reverend. There we go. Ah, it's true. And you know know where he said that? He actually said that in a debate 
with the Reverend Al Sharpton. Interesting. Yeah. He called him right out on it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true, though. And and dur- during the actual debate itself, man, he was uh, he was just going after uh, Sharpton with quotes from the Bible. Well, they should. You know. Sharpton's a hypocrite, and, too. And, 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 and Sharpton's like, you know, well, you, you're taking that quote out of context. He goes, no, I'm reading it. You know, I'm reading it word for word. I'm quoting you word for word. I know the verse better than you do, and you're a reverend. That's the thing, is I guarantee you Christopher Hitchens knew the scriptures that he was arguing against better than any of the holy, so-called holy men. Yeah, you have, to, you have to know your stuff. You have to. If you're going to debate, you have to know your stuff. So. I've always thought that when, when a religious person, when you get them in a corner... Their rope-a-dope is when they start going, well, the Lord works in mysterious ways, or God works in mysterious When you've got them there. Mm-hmm. That's, I know you are, but what am I? Yeah. In, yeah. in religious talk. means yeah. I have no, I really have no argument, so uh, you're ugly. And <laughs> <laughs> that's like pretty much. U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you're ugly. Yeah, you, you, you ugly. That's pretty much the religious version of that. And uh, boy. Put on your big boy debate pants if you want to. If you want to step up a bit against Christopher Hitchens, it's a, they're lucky he's not here anymore. He'd be. I could only imagine the the opinions he might have. Oh. And it's so eloquent. I love it. He can say it in about seven words. He can say a paragraph. Well, there was a, there was a debate uh, that he was having in Australia. He did a lot of debates in Australia, and I love watching the the video debates of him in Australia because Australia is a very forward thinking country. They haven't had a mass shooting in their country in over, it will be close to 30 years, because when they had one, they banned the type of guns that are used. And by the way, people out in the outback, they still have their guns. They use them for hunting or whatever. Of course. But you can eliminate mass shootings without eliminating guns. It's possible, and it's being done by another country. And we're like, well, since we didn't invent it, we don't like it. So when he was down there, there was a a gentleman who made a point from the audience and said, there's a group uh, here in Australia run by a husband and wife, uh, uh, former, they're, they're Salvation Army um, uh, people, and they help the homeless, and they, they don't try to force their religion on anyone. They just try to help people, and they don't indoctrinate people with uh, religious dogma. And look at how good they are. Look at what great religious people they are for doing that. And Christopher Hitchens looks at, well, they're hardly religious at all then, are they? Yeah, right. He says it just proves that you can be a good person without doing it in the name of, of God or the name of Jesus or the name of Allah or the name of Moses. You can just be a good person and help someone. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's it. As simple as that. If you need the Bible to be your moral compass, first of all, that's an odd choice for it. But second of all, I think you need more guidance than you, than you think. Uh, you know, there's something not right if you, if you need the fear of a book to keep you in line. And, and I think that, you know, that, that's, you know, yeah, like you said, you can be a good person. Yeah, there without, we go. Without it. Well, that's going to take care of segment one. We're going to be back with uh, segment two. Uh, right after this, we're going to be doing Florida Man, and uh, we may dive into viewer mail. We'll see how things go. We'll be right back. everyone this is solio from the lighter side of dark and i want to talk about my favorite bakery in the whole world cuppy cakes if you live in the greater tampa bay area and you have a special event coming up a uh, wedding 
birthday, getting off probation, I want you to give them a call. Go to their website. Check out their work. It is impeccable. They've been around since 2011, and they make the most incredible custom cakes you'll ever see. www.ourcuppycakes.com, where you can find them on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Check them out today. I promise you won't be disappointed. Cuppy Cakes, where life is sweet. This is Christopher Walken. I want to tell you, you're listening currently to the Lighter Side of Dark podcast. Lighter Side of Dark podcast. We are back. Season 7, Episode 4. Last week, we uh, we did a, uh, a an honorarium, if you would, yes. um, to the uh, the late, great uh, DJ Mark Burgess, longtime friend of the podcast, longtime friend of ours personally. Uh, it was a year ago, last week, when he had passed. I'm not a big fan of celebrating death anniversaries. Right, right. But I woke up last Tuesday morning feeling like crap. It was just, I just did not want to be here. I didn't want to do anything. And I just felt like crap. I reached out to you and said, you know, why don't we do it? We've never really done a best of. We've never replayed an episode. Um, And we got a ton of feedback from from friends. And people were saying how uh, difficult it was to hear Mark's voice and right. hear him talking about COVID. That was the same episode that had your testimonial about your father-in-law. Yeah. And it, it really brought it full circle because yeah. uh, he, he didn't quite come out on the podcast and say he didn't really believe in COVID, but he kind of danced around the issue a little bit sometimes. Right. Which and, told me enough that, you know, and, and, and I, 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 I love the man dearly. I loved him yeah. like a brother. Right. It's tough. It's tough too, but it's still, you know, and it's still not over the, the, the COVID. I know a lot of people have been vaxxed and a lot of people have been boosted. Um, but, you know, it's still kind of that battle of still people are going to get it. Some people are going to get affected. My grandma's 99. She's had it. She's gotten over it. You know, she's been vaccine boosted. So it's just now more of a nuisance. But it's still a reminder that this this is it's two years later right now. Plus, and to think that we're still uh, hopefully on the tail end of it. Right. I think it's kind of becoming our new cold. I think we're. I think it's you know it's, 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 it's here to stay. It's just going to be hopefully weakened to the point where it doesn't harm people. Monkeypox is the thing that's got everybody shit in their pants now. Right. And uh, we were watching uh, uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. Uh, also, a fantastic show to watch. If people are not watching it, take thirty minutes out of your life. The guy's hilarious, but he really hammers home some points. Yeah, he's good. He goes after big. big I mean, monkeypox has been uh, rearing its ugly head in countries in Africa for thirty years. Yeah. And America has a vaccine for it and a treatment for it already stockpiled. But do you know they let 20 million of the vaccines expire? That's our U.S. government for you right there. They let 20 million vaccines for monkeypox expire and and they just destroyed them. Instead of putting them on a plane, shipping them over to Nigeria, to Rwanda, to the Congo, to these countries that need the vaccines and would stop it pretty much in its tracks. So you stop it there, it stops it from getting here. Yeah. And so that was federal. So a federal surplus? So they so the government had it but it wasn't like privatized? Nope. Absolutely. Boy. Federal government. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty egregious. What's the point? You know, if they know they're not going to use them, maybe they just feel like it felt like they it wasn't viable to, I, I don't know. but it's, Common you know, sense. Yeah should be more common more people should have it someone at the cdc should have said okay we've got 20 million vaccines 
monkeypox is not a thing here in the United States. This was a year, year and a half yeah. ago. We're dealing with COVID. But it's still a problem in Nigeria, the yeah. Congo. Let's just ship it over. Some billionaire would have paid the money to ship it over there. I think just, for the, just for the press. One of the things to keep in mind is Trump did so much to cripple so many agencies while he was there. It's possible that there was preventative measures that were not able to be taken. Well, there were a lot of directors of agencies that he appointed. But they were appointed as temporary directors, so they wouldn't have to go through the Senate confirmation. Absolutely, and and they were usually appointed with polar, in, like you know, like Betsy DeVos being the Secretary of Education. You know, the basically someone who wants to privatize and and make religious all the schools, just with the opposite effect. That was what he did anyway. So yeah, um, I it would terrify me if it was an appointment of his. But um, oh, Florida man. Time. Paul is picking his uh, his random Florida man headline segment. I will be picking mine as well from right about there. And we will let uh, Dave Anthony tell us what's going on next. Hey, gang. Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Florida Man calls us Game gang. Show. Hey, brought gang. to you by Game Show Party right here in the Tampa Bay area. 1940s. Florida is famous for its crazy Florida man headlines with all the crazy stuff done only by a Floridian. Well, in this game, both of our hosts are sentenced to 21 days in the county jail. Each of them will be read three real headlines from the newspaper or the nightly news, and they must choose which one is fake. The reader will do their best to convince them of which one they should choose, and they must either agree or disagree, like Hollywood Square style. If they answer right, they get one day off of their sentence. If they're wrong, they get one day added to their sentence. Let's see who gets out of jail first. Now, let's see what crazy stuff Florida man has done already. I think the answer is nobody gets I out of jail first. first. I want to go first. All right, go. I want to go first. Let's go first. Go first. I'm, I'm ready. Florida man's home is raided by FBI for stealing documents from his pastor. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the false one. Oh, that's not the false no, one. That was real. I just, I had, I, that popped into my head as soon as the Florida man came it's up. It's valid. All right, so here we go. A Florida woman, this is your first choice, by the way. Okay. A Florida woman shouts expletives and curse words and steals Christmas decorations at gunpoint. Okay. Sounds Walmarty. Um, well, local mall, by the way. Local mall. Okay. Close uh, enough, I suppose. Your second opportunity. Florida man claiming people were eating his brains leads police on an insane golf course chase Boy. in a golf cart. Okay. Your third opportunity is a Florida man consumes dozens of raw alligator eggs contracting salmonella poisoning. Okay. So a, a Florida woman in a local mall shouts expletives and steals Christmas decorations at gunpoint. I mean, that could be someone's grandma. This is Florida, so okay. All GG. Right. Somebody's GG. <laughs> Get yourself one. Get yourself a GG. Or a Florida man claiming people were eating his brains leads police on insane golf course chase in golf cart. Math is bad. Uh, Mar-a-Lago. Uh, and C, Florida man consumes dozens of raw alligator eggs contracting salmonella poisoning. Yeah. So that's... Well, you, want, you want my guidance on this one, or you want to go this one on your own? I think I, I think I have an idea, and if, boy, if this is real, 
God bless the person who had the stomach for it, but I'm pretty sure, as ridiculous as these all are, um, the idea that someone would consume a dozens of raw alligator eggs, uh, I'm not even sure how salmonella is associated uh, with, with alligators. I, I don't know if that's, a, if that's possible or not, so I'm going to say the alligator is the bullshit. Nicely right. done! Right. Good for you, sir. We yeah. got a day off. Are we in the teens back yet? Are we back yeah, you're, to you're, 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 at, you're at 18 again. 18 again. My favorite. I always wanted to be 18 again. Yep. What did I do with my card? Did I hide it? What'd you do with it? Oh, it's right here. Oh. I kept it in my right, safe. Right between your legs. Gross. Betwixt my thighs. Here we go. Florida man fights off... <laughs> Florida man fights off coyote with coffee cup. Florida man caught trying to board plane at airport with loaded gun twice in three weeks. Florida man opens death hotel in former funeral home where all beds are coffins. So Florida man fights off coyote with coffee cup. Very brave. Florida man caught trying to board plane at airport. Have you seen the size of some people's coffee cups though? This is this is a small. This is extra small, so yeah. I can only imagine. What do they call that at Starbucks? That's a small the one. Teeny tiny. Mini. Mini vent. Mini vent. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a mini vent. Mini vent. Can't just go small, medium, and extra. A teeny weeny, I think, is the <laughs> Starbucks bullshit. Teeny weeny latte. All right. So a uh, guy knocks a coyote in the head with a coffee cup. Knocks a coyote in the head with a coffee cup. Uh, Florida man caught trying to board plane at airport with loaded gun twice in three weeks. Or Florida man opens death hotel in former funeral home where all beds are coffins. One of those... Shockingly, only one of those is fake. I still like my one about the Florida man house gets raided by the FBI for documents he stole from his past That's, job. Unfortunately, that is very, very true. Yeah. How great it is. Now, my gut instinct is telling me one thing. Okay. And then my twisted way of thinking, could this possibly be the fake one? Okay. But um, Without knowing which is which, when I do this to myself and go against my gut... I get it wrong. So well, I don't know which is which. I have, I have actually been within eight feet of a coyote. Oh. Here, at, at my very home. Okay. Yeah. Yikes. That's scary. Uh, out in the garage. They are vicious. Night, they came, it came right up by our garage door, and the light from inside of our garage door, you could see its eyes. And it was like half of it was mangy and half of it <laughs> had hair. And I just went, you know, <laughs> like that, and it ran off. Right. Uh, if I had a coffee cup nearby, <laughs> I'd have felt a lot of <laughs> That's true. Fortunately, you knew how to woof. So the Death Hotel one sounds like something that would be a Florida thing. It, 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 it sounds like it's a legitimate Florida thing. The gun one. If you try to board a plane with a loaded gun, you're more than likely going to get either arrested or detained pretty seriously for it. I don't you do I'm going to say that's the fake one. The fake one is actually Florida Man Opens Death Hotel. Son of a bitch. This really? was weird because the I thought the I would have probably guessed the coffee cup if I had to guess at that one. Because it just that's the one that made me laugh. Uh, although Funeral Home Hotel, that's actually a creative idea. The fact it's fake is maybe a business opportunity because yeah. we certainly live in Florida. There's enough of that. You know, their time is soon. You'd get high school teenagers wanting to be vampires showing up every uh, every day to sleep. Oh, during, God. And would you sleep during the day? 
I would think. Oh, I guess I guess you would. You would yeah. check in. You check in like 9 a.m. 9, 9, 9. Wake you up at 8 o'clock at night, go out, suck on some neck. Yeah. And you're, you don't like, want to kill people, kill rodents. They have like, you know, like a... I saw an interview with a vampire. Great movie, by the way. Great movie. Could you imagine that? All right. Well, let's, uh, it's time to reach in the viewer mailbag, Paul. Cool. It truly is. Uh-oh. So uh, you went through a bunch of them, and I went through a bunch of them. So pull yours up, and we'll uh, we'll go backwards and thirds here. Sure. Yeah, and, I and got... Uh, find out who's with us and who's against us. Well, someone must have listened a few weeks ago. Hey, uh, this is a sausage party. I tried listening to your show, but I couldn't even get through the intro. Who's your sound producer? Helen Keller? <laughs> Fix your audio. That must have been a real. That must have been a nod to the uh, episode where we had famous disabled. Uh, famous, famous disabled. So yeah, thank you uh, at sausage party. Yeah, we we're working on it. I know. I know. We don't have we don't have Howard Stern's budget or talent pool or any of that. So. All right. Here we, we go. This is a uh, tweet. First of all, I I do like this screen name. I hate the person who sent it, and I'll explain why. <laughs> at flat u lens. Oh, very. I get it. F-L-A-T-Y-O-U-L-E-N-T-S at Flatulence. So there is no gas shortage. Thank you. This is the opening. You guys are douchebags. I can't believe you played a clip that used the F word, and then they have F-A star star O-T, short obviously for a gay person, uh, in it. Dudes, it's 2022. That word is off limits, and I for one will never listen to you again. Now, I know exactly what he's referring to. Uh, two weeks ago, we played a Christopher Hitchens clip. Do you remember it? Uh, is it where he was? He was defending his friend Stephen Fry, yes. a gay man, right. who the Catholic Church said, "You are calling him a f word." Right, right, right. Which and 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 you don't have the right to do that. You're saying he's a horrible person, and I'm saying he's a good person, and that homosexuality is not a form of sex; it's a form of love. Right. So for this person to take a First of all, a statement made by someone else and give us "quote unquote" credit for it, or saying that that it was used <laughs> in a way that we're condoning, kiss both sides of my rebel ass. I'm tired of this. I wish I, I wish I thought of all the words that Christopher Hitchens said in that. But it was he was talking about the Catholic Church calling right. his friend that, right? And how horrible it was for them to do that, and then to have this person take it out of context again. Please don't ever listen to our podcast again. Go listen to something else, because we don't need your one. We'll find another person in Ireland to replace you. It's about if it's about the word to you, then you've missed you've you've missed the point by so much that you're not even in the game. Is, no, is, we're not is, we're not sitting here spouting either the N word no. or this particular word that's disparaging to uh, to homosexuals. But not at all. But words themselves cannot harm you. No, they just absolutely. I well, words can hurt. Well, There's where that left woke crap starts coming right. in. That was Lenny Bruce's. Even though you know he didn't make our, our our comedian list, but Lenny Bruce, one of the important things he did was ha- was bridge that conversation about the N word out of context means nothing. If you're if you're giving it power, if you're using it in a way, the word means something, and that was a big uh, bit of his, and it caused a lot of controversy because he used the word. We didn't do it, right? We just played it as as a way of saying that you shouldn't be putting down gay people. Right. So, just like the people who went after Chappelle because he had a great story about someone in the trans community who he loved and adored. But anyway, go ahead. Silliness. Who you got next? Uh, I got at more LSD for me. Oh, gee, thanks for adopting our nickname, nice. of course. Hi guys, love Gigi. Please make sure and update us each week or as much as you can. I wish I had someone in my life who cared as much as she does. She doesn't judge. She only loves. Get yourself 
a GG. Interesting That's, you should mention that. Did you get a GG? Domic, Domic underscore USA forever says, get yourself a GG was hilarious. Yes. Props to Jesse for keeping us in the loop. How cool if he can keep this up for a long, long time. So, yeah, get yourself a GG. Very popular. We'll get, our, we'll get an update shortly. Uh, let's see here. I'll do one now. Uh, looks like we have Neville.Talbot77 okay. at blankmail.com. Blankmail. Uh, nice thing you did last week doing the Mark special. He was obviously influential to the show. Milk onto airplane, class acts, you both. Oh, well, that's yeah, that's very surprisingly. Nice. That was I did not expect that. I was bracing myself to, for it to be like one of the next ones that I was going to read. So thank you. Uh, blank mail is going to, that's going to be my new go-to. Blank mail. So, blank Lost in space, 1988 at AOL.com. Still, still using AOL. Maybe a throwaway. Probably a throwaway. There's an AOL on one of mine. I got a couple so. of them. We got old people. Can I have a podcast too? Apparently you don't need any qualifications at all, except to be boring, obnoxious, and clueless. I listened for the first and thankfully last time, but I thought you should know how much of you both suck donkey balls. Please stop. <laughs> And thank you. Boy, that's strong. I guess, I think what he's trying to say is he probably is going to listen to a different podcast other than ours, but I'm not sure if he I'm was. I'm crushed. I was, I'm crushed. I know. Well, thank you, Lost in Space. Get get lost. I don't All care. right, so we've got here uh, at, at, this is a tweet, at Acres and Acres. Okay. Spelled with a K. Um, I was not a fan of you guys making fun of Indian people on a show recently. Oh, this that again? joke was in poor taste. Stereotypes oh, like that are fucked up. Which, what this guy's talking about is the joke that was told to me by a Middle Eastern friend of mine who's actually Indian who talks just like that. He thinks it's one of the funniest jokes that makes fun of how people from his country come over here and they tried desperately to assimilate. Yeah. And he was making fun of rednecks who, who you know, the guy said, yo, fuck you, townhead, you know. And that's the joke. And and so he doesn't even have to be, you don't have to be Indian to, to even tell that joke. Because First of all, it's a voice. Yeah. That joke is not funny unless it's done in the voice, in the inflection of the right that the joke's right. about. That's, that's how it's set up is... The fact that he is ignorant to his own racism, but he's assimilated into the culture like he wanted to. Right. That's the whole joke. And yeah. so it's important to tell it in that way. And it's a great joke. It's hilarious. So I, I love I'm it. I'm telling you right now, I, there, there's no possible way that I could make fun of Indian people. They're some of the hardest working people. Their culture is absolutely amazing. And, and everyone's on the table. Yeah. yeah. Nobody is excluded from the fun making fun of party. Uh, and if they are, then, then then that's you know that was. But again, these a lot of these these negative ones. Give me a break. Yeah. You don't have to listen. But you know that's what? We're, we're still we can hide these and only read the nice ones. Well, here's one from Taco Tuesday Ted. Uh, hey man, how could you say Nine Inch Nails doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame? I actually lost my virginity to their music. That alone makes them worthy <laughs> of inclusion. Well, I I think he's being in jest, but I I, I I guess I could see your point. Hey, if they got you laid, man, that's. That's going to be an important memory in your life. So, that Ted, is, that is true. It's uh, it is Taco Tuesday, Ted. So you may be in luck. You might be able to, to remember those days over a taco. It tonight. reminds me. Um, you asked me. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of how how you worded it, because you said, uh, "Oh, how old was I when I lost my virginity?" And I said I was like 13, and you went, "Wow!" I said, you, "What was her name?" I said, "Well, I didn't have a partner until I was like 15." <laughs> You, didn't, you aren't specific. Exactly. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, nine inch nails, maybe, maybe you have issues with something that's nine inches. That might be, maybe thought that, about that. that's probably what it was. Yeah. I'm really glad I didn't lose my virginity to a nine inch nail saw because <laughs> that meant, that would have meant I would have been 34 at the time. All right. At Millicent Kegger. He went to college with a girl named Millicent. Millicent. She, maybe this is Millicent Kegger from uh, IUPUI. Question. <coughs> she even put a question mark after it. If the object of your show is to gain more listeners, then quit pissing us off. The voices and you, the way you make fun of Southerners is wrong, period. The Jewish accent for everybody old is so wrong. <laughs> do we do? And your obvious hatred of anyone other than your own beliefs oh makes you God. the ones who are xenophobic. Wow. Wow. Really? I, I agree. Is that? Uh, so uh, when, when we're talking like this, that people get offended real easy. Is that for real? So now, now accents are offensive. I thought I thought. Now, hold on a minute here, because we're doing American accents here. So how can they be offensive? Right. It's just a. It's just a dialect. It's just. Well, I gotta tell I you something, English. Paul. I'm an old man. You shouldn't be talking to me like this. I'm an old man. Well, you know, you're gonna die it's, soon. You, gotta... you know, you know, I hate anybody who's not me. Anybody who's not a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant <laughs> male, 59 years old with a white head. That's who I hate. I I mean, you know, we. That's how people talk. We just do whatever. We, the, 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 it's a character voice. Jackie Mason. Yeah, right. That yeah. is. That's that's Jackie Mason is kind of like the Jew. He he can he could represent the Jewish voice. I mean, we could do we could do old people voices that don't sound Jewish. Oh, that I sounds imagine, like someone's about to. Imagine kill. we could have sounded a little bit like the guy down the street from Stewie. Yeah, on the yeah, a little guy. bit. Hey, Chris, he's <laughs> in my pocket. I got some change for it's you. Like before he hits the helium, that's what. That's okay, what. listen. First of all, I, I know it's 2022, and 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 people take offense to every damn thing, but just don't listen, people. Seriously, I can make fun of Southerners. You know why? I have family. Excuse me, relation, in Black Oak, Tennessee, and that's how they talk. When I get around them, I start talking like them because I want them to know that I understand what they're yeah. saying, and they understand me better when I talk about this. Uh, that guy got a new uh, a trailer for his truck, he because he, he, he finds scrap metal and stuff, and there was a, a pack of marmots living right under that trailer. Well, I'll tell you what. Now that conversation with me would have been, hey, I understand Bill got a new trailer for his truck. Were there wild animals hiding underneath it? I mean, it's just, it's, right. it's a form of translation. It is. It's just So, Millicent of... Kegger, if you are the one from IUPUI, good to hear from you again, but you don't have to listen to us. We have enough people who, who think the stuff we do is entertaining and funny, which is our intent. You don't have the right to tell us our intent. Let's move on. All right. This is from uh, at Tweedledee. 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 I listen to one of your shows, and you sound about as organized as the Russian military. Get your shit together, comrades. Slava Ukraine. <laughs> At least it kept it short and sweet. We, so. we don't claim to be that organized. No, that's we true. We don't. Be, we want it to be fun. The chaos. A little, a little bit more haphazard. Yeah, the chaos is all we have time for. Hey, here's one. Uh, LSD Trial 68 at live.com. Hey, fellas, longtime listener. They got LSD in there. Uh oh. name. That's cool. That's a good start. Um, you are getting yourselves back into politics again. We have enough of that. Still enjoying Florida Man. But will you guys ever get out of jail at the rate you're going? Not at the rate I'm no, going. I just added a day today. So, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's hard. We're, we're, we try not to get into politics and talk about it all the time. But when it is apparent as what happened yesterday, yeah. hard not to. I think there's certain things that you have to you have to address certain current events that are relevant and, and dominating the news cycle. And certainly 
when when you know 45 was president he dominated the news cycle every day whether we wanted it or not so we didn't have a whole lot of choice now this is i mean probably the most important this is the tipping point of democracy it can go one of two ways i think most of us are hoping it it, it ends peacefully and the way um you know the non-fascist way but yeah. it's it's a huge deal you can't you can't not address it so we will let you're a long-time listener we will certainly take your um stuff into context and we'll try not to dwell how about that no dwelling no that'll dwelling. be our that'll be our mantra no dwelling all right i got one i want to throw in here real quick uh at f underscore word 420 great name oh sure yeah f word 420 carlin's corner and hitch slaps are good things you added this season love it what if you switch the word party for school shooting wow that's it's funny because it's my school shooting and I'll cry if I want to. I want to. Murphy's school shooting all the time. School shooting. <laughs> oh my god, my girl wants a school shooting all the time. Oh, this is yeah. This is what else party? Um, school shooting in the USA. That is Miley very, Cyrus. Very very true. You put my hands up. <laughs> they're still, they're singing my song. You know it's not going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Party for school shooting. That's that that's is funny. Really, I have really good. We're gonna have to take more of that. I have an an, an email from Boomer Rage. I think it's Boomer Rage, nineteen fifty five at AOL, and it's about born, the song born, born, born in fifty five. Fifty five. I think so they qualify. Hey guys, I have an idea for your little song game. Try replacing the words "lighter side of dark" with "my big fat ass" and see if things improve a little bit. You're welcome. <laughs> you know what? That's the winner so far. That's the winner so far. So thank you, thank you, Boomer. I could never, I would welcome never be able to tell. Welcome to my big fat ass, season seven, episode four, with your hosts, Solio and Smith. When all else fails, I go back to sixth grade, and it, and it's, and it still makes me laugh. So thank you, Boomer. I know what you Rage. are, but what am I? Right, that's it. Okay, uh, <laughs> this is this is probably one of the best Gmail accounts I've ever seen. It's long. Fans of the underpants at gmail dot com. Fans of the underpants at well, gmail dot com. I can agree with that. I looked for that one. It was already taken, so now I know who has it. Um, how is Richie Valens in the Hall of Fame? He had two hit songs of any relevance. And yet, Phil Collins has 21 on his own. Don't bring up Genesis either. Just my two cents. Wait, is Phil Collins not in the Hall of Fame? Phil Collins is not in the Rock and Roll fucking, Hall of Fame. And, and I'm not, honestly, I'm not a big Phil Collins fan, but God, he's got to be in the Hall of Fame. So he's going in, eventually. He's got to. Genesis wow. is in there, but no Phil Collins. Richie Valens, too. Now... Yeah, Richie well, Valens. We probably just haven't gotten that far into the season yet, but I I agree a hundred percent with the, your with our our listener. I'll, I'll here. tell you what. I'll tell you what. We will honor fans of the underpants next week. We'll do we'll do Richie Valens, and then we'll do um, we'll do Phil Collins. Yeah, we can do. Yeah, yeah. we can we have do a new, that. We have a new one for today. We'll, we'll and we'll explain instead of you know we'll let's we will validate his argument right here. We we will explain why you're correct that no Richie Valens. Does not belong in the, the Hall of Fame. The reason he's in there is this, they're playing. Plane blew up. Yeah, yeah. plane went down. Uh, I, I, and 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 Phil Collins not. Uh, my wife and my mom's both least favorite artist of all time. They they pops on the radio they, and they're they, like they, ah! they, they made fun of him at South Park. Yeah. You know. Yet you cannot deny twenty one hits. I you can't deny versus it. two. I mean, I argued for Dave Matthews and they're weirdos. So I'll I. I What's just is just, so we will address that next week, my friend. All right, how many you got left? 
Um, I think I just have this one. Uh, no, let, one me, let me do this one. You do one, then yeah, I'll do the last one. Sure. Um, I love the spelling of some of these uh, addresses. Seriously, folks, 2012. And seriously is S E E R Y U S L Y, folks, 2012. Oh, Serious, so the proper spelling. Seriously, folks, at uh, 2012 at AOL.com. I had to send you a little blurb. Why don't you guys do more researched material, scheduled bits? If Solio is such a great comedian, why is he not outperforming where we can see him live? Why don't you do a live podcast on at location spot? I might even be persuaded to show up. Do a live YouTube show every now and then. Let us see how ill-prepared you both really are. <laughs> oh, wait, we can show you how ill-prepared we are. <laughs> so, yeah, we, I promise you we can show you that. That will right. not be hard it sounds to like a challenge at all. Um, I, I'll let you answer why, why you're not. Yeah. No, that's valid. You, you I explained mean, it to me. I haven't. I have not. I've not. I, I am a comic. I have not performed live in quite some in several years. Actually. I know you do a lot of writing for other people. Which I, is, I which do is writing. I I am still connected to the community a bit, but I am not performing actively and have not been for a while. I I got burned out. I needed a break from everything. Um, it competes with you know the the, the work of of stand up is. It's expensive to be a stand-up. I know that sounds weird, but you know, to, to, to build your career, sometimes you take you wind up taking hits. You go on the road. You do a lot of driving. Gas fluctuates. You know, when I started comedy, gas was four bucks a gallon, and, and I was working two jobs uh, at two restaurants, and both of them paid less than what I needed to live. Sounds familiar, like a situation uh, that's going on with a lot of people nowadays. I, I digress, but um, I couldn't afford to be performing comic anymore. I just got burnt. So. That does not mean, however, that I don't still have material, haven't written more material, and would not be open to returning. And um, we have discussed yes. doing a few more scripted bits. We've discussed it. And, yes. and and you know what? Now that I know people love the voices we do so much, I think we should do more scripted bits. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I was working on some... We could do Ahmed and Mohammed's. Yeah. I didn't want to bring anything until it's done, but I'd, I'd like to... I'd, I'm working on uh, a, a could, couple of parodies. How about this? Redneck editorial. Yeah, we can do it, Redneck Editorial. And uh, old Jews discussing um, new Christians. I mean, we could let, let's let's basically take this this lady's thing okay. about all the voices, and let's do some scripted yeah, material. Absolutely. But we're gonna do it more some character work, some something yeah. that is that that will satisfy this uh, seer. And by the way, I'll tell you what, uh, seriously, folks. If you know of a location anywhere in the Tampa Bay area that would be willing to host our podcast live, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll host a live podcast. And if they do that, if they agree to let us come in and do our podcast with a live crowd, we will give you a Vegas vacation if you get us the booking. Anybody who can get us a location that would allow us to come in, set up our audio, do our podcast live with a live studio audience, we will give you a vacation a, a, a vacation on the Strip in mm -hmm. Vegas for three days. I'll do that. And that is out there now in the that universe. Is, it's in, it's in the, the ether. The gauntlet has been laid. All right, so you got one more? Uh, I did have one more from Funny Guy to Go. Wow, Florida Man, what an original concept. That sounds like the kind of game you buy for 50 cents at a thrift store. I listened to you play and wanted you to know that I hope you stay in jail forever. <laughs> Either of you, or both, I don't care. I just want to make you eat bologna sandwiches for the rest of your life. That is coming from somebody who's been in. Oof. I'm telling you right now, that person's been in. Bologna sandwiches. Yeah. The prison sandwich, meat, meat, no spread, two, two pieces of if, bread. If, if, if he knows what a soup is, he's been in. 
I'm just telling you. Funny guy to go if, if he's been. I don't know. Maybe it's a funny guy who's been involved in the comedy scene in some way. If that's the case, I'm sure he's been in. Would not surprise yeah. me. And um, here comes uh, probably my my favorite tweet handle. We've had some good ones here. I liked uh, I liked flat flat u lents. That was that was good. Uh, under f underscore word four twenty fans of the underpants. But this is good. At Peel de Nub number four. Peel de Nub. That's Buckwheat singing. I can feel the love tonight. Oh, I peel the nub. Peel the nub tonight. tonight. There we go. Uh, peel the nub number four. Because yep. obviously one, two, and three were already taken. Yes. I enjoy your show. You seem to be having fun. I have a song switch, changing funk to smell. I'd love to hear some of those song titles. Uptown smell. We want the smell. <laughs> we want the smell. Play that smelly music. <laughs> smelly town. Smelly, How about just smelly, smelly town? town? Yeah. You roll up and t- uh, the 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 um, uh, Gap band. Get the smell out of my face. Get the smell out of my face. Give up the smell. That's true. Um. Um. Let's see. Extreme had a song that was popular in the late eighties. Get the get the smell out. Yep. Get the smell out. Absolutely. You don't like what you see here. Get the smell out. I like that. that Maybe that was actually play that smelly music. Sorry, that, yeah, play that smelly music. <laughs> One of my apps. Well, that uh, that's going to take care of viewer mail, and we uh, we do take your suggestions to heart. We legitimately do. So we will be uh, we will be trying to make some improvements and keep sending us in. How can they? Tweet us and uh, Instagram us and email us. Yeah, Instagram or Twitter at lighter side dark. Keep it easy. Keep it just three words. Lighter side dark. It's all one. So that's why if you're on Twitter, so you have on to Insta- do that in the Russian accent. Lighter side dark. Lighter side dark. Yes. You are you are a fuckface. Yes, you are fuckface too. Exactly. You could have uh, if you're in the metaverse. Oh, we just that. did a voice. I wonder if that person's going to be all pissed off. Probably. About. Yeah, we're going to be. You shouldn't be making fun of. Russians and Ukrainians because people's dying. Okay, listen, we're not going to make fun of any more Ukrainians or Russians. Mm-hmm. Definitely not my thing. <laughs> Just Caddyshack. Do, um, do we have an email address? That yes, listener. Listener. Okay. This is singular, by the way. Listener at lightersideofdark.com. That's where we get some of those wonderful listener mails. We also uh, get those on Twitter and the like, as the at would imply. So, however you want to get at us. If you have the metaverse, you can search for us at the LSD podcast. That's where we have a link to our show every single week. Yes, Spotify can, and all the all the major you ones. You can, yeah, you can you can find us through there. That's probably the way most people uh, would be able to find us if you're part of that metaverse. Still, uh, you could search LSD podcast. You could search for Light Decided Dark. You'll find us that way, and um, that's probably the easiest way to do it. All right, we're going to be back with the uh, music segment right after this, guys. Thanks for hanging with us. the other day we were talking about our favorite game shows from back in the day 
Well, guess what? You can have your own game show right now. Not only the comfort of your own home, but for a social event and gathering. Hey, everybody, it's Rob Smith with the LSD Podcast here to talk to you about Game Show Party. Real, live, TV-style game shows brought to you where you get to be the contestant. All your favorite game shows like Family Feud, Pyramid, The Dating Game, The Really Wed Game, Match Game, and Jeopardy. All of those are available. All you have to do is go to the website, gameshowparty.com. There's videos, pictures you can look at. Maybe you want to use Game Show for a fundraiser, just a private party at home, or what a fantastic way to get everybody at your company together for some morale boost and team building. So again, you can call 727-531-8880. Visit the website at gameshowparty.com for more information. I've seen these guys in action. It's an absolute blast. So give them a call, 727-531-8880. Hey everyone, it's Solio from the lighter side of dark. Let's be honest, 2020 has not been a lot of fun so far, and we could all probably use some laughs. When I need some laughs, my favorite place in the world to be is at Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, Florida. Live stand-up comedy every Wednesday through Sunday night. Nationally touring acts. There's even acts you've probably never heard of that are hilarious. If you've never seen a live stand-up show, I want you to go. They are so much different in person, and they are so much better. You feel the energy. You really feel like you're part of something special. SidesplittersComedy.com. You can get your tickets online. You can pick out your seats online. So you can sit wherever you want. If you want to be in the back because you're afraid, that's fine. You can do that. Go to SidesplittersComedy.com and grab your tickets today. Welcome back. And now to the second segment of the show where our hosts feature their vast musical knowledge. Fast musical knowledge is our thing. Fast, fast, fast. So we have already teased everybody about uh, who is... Our Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame, Hall of Shame, whatever the hell it's called. Let's let's. I guess let's it's just, Hall of Shame, Hall of Shame, Hall of Shame. Let's just let's just play it here and see what it says. Uh, of oh, not coming up. And I think the idea. Yeah. So um, Hall of Shame is. Oh, yeah. It's a shame Hall someone's Shane. in. It's a shame someone's not in. So we're just going to do that since that's how the edit came out so the one who better to do it. absolutely positively should be in you want to talk about just a pure beautiful voice Absolutely, I could just get lost in this in, in her music. I honestly love you, Olivia Newton-John. This one was a big hit on the country charts, even though she wasn't considered a country star. You can hear it because of the twang in that intro, for sure. Fits. She might have done well to try more along that path to see what they would have uh, thought because this is nice she sold a ton of music though had over 25 yeah. hits i'd just Yet be interested to hear yeah. in the hall of fame if you love me let me know is the title of this song for anybody who was born and raised by wolves in a cave peaked at number five 20 weeks on the chart if you love me, love 
fantastic. Olivia Newton-John has four number one singles. Just to to just to clarify why this is so egregious. I honestly love you, which you you played a clip of that. Have you never been mellow? Uh, magic, I believe, and then physical. Um, but those are just our number ones. Sorry about that. This is what I meant to play. In the corner of the bar that stands at you. Her voice is like just instantly recognizable. Yeah. And that's important. It's that's what separates somebody. It makes it distinctive. What part of Australia was she born? Does, uh, it, me, does it say? Let me look that up. I mean, Sydney's going to be my guess. She was born, actually born in Cambridge, UK. Really? Now, I don't know how long she lived there, but I can... Quick check. There was a time when I was... Have you ever been mellow? Coming in this week at number five, yep. Olivia Newton-John. It did hit number one. It was only there for a week, but it was on the charts for 16 weeks, so it still counts. So she was born, uh, let's see, where? It just says Cambridge, England. This is during her pop phase. She could sing the ingredients to a Snickers bar, and I think it would sound beautiful. She, she, her voice would fit in a lot of genres. Uh, that's really, I, I'm not too too familiar with some of those other ones that sound have that more country twang, but it really had a nice sound with her voice, which not hard to do, but it's interesting. Twelve top ten singles for Olivia. Four number ones. 22 top 40. Deeper than the night, Olivia Newton-John. And her success really spanned the entire decade of the 70s. She, she started in the early 70s. Her first charting hit was If Not For You in 71. And then her last charting hit was, uh, I well, 92. With the Grease Megabex. The Grease Megamix, yes, was the most recent, 98, which was, you know, kind of a re remix. But she, she, I mean, she did have a couple of charted songs into the 80s and even one pretty this easily. One. Came in 1980. Magic. This was one of her number ones. You and I both were commenting about how much we like this song. I have this uh, 45 still somewhere. You have a gun? Oh, you mean <laughs> I have this four to five here. And a lot of people are saying, wow, man, would you quit playing all of her songs? This, you're, we're kind of making our point here. This is how many hits she had, and she's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And we still, I'd like to point out, have not played anything from Greece or Physical yet. Correct. And those are two of uh, several of her most known. Massive hits. Now, the movie Xanadu was horrible. It was horrendous. Oh, of course. It was a, it was a box office flop. When yeah. Box office flops weren't cool. It was just kind of a novel, almost a novelty song, because it was like that that uh, aerobics 
American aerobics in the 80s. They, was it? And they saw her in that leather and thought, we could make a movie around her. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like when the Bee Gees were popular, they got together with Peter Frampton and did Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band as a movie. Right. The soundtrack was decent. Right, but decent. the movie was just why? It was just horrendous. Just, what are you doing? And that is, uh, that song is called Xanadu. Should have been called Xanadote. <laughs> but this Years. is the one that, this was the number one song the year I graduated high school. Ten weeks at number one. Ten weeks at number one. I remember because I was in high school <laughs> in 81. That is impactful. Those years, especially. That's when you like really get into music. 26 weeks on the charts for this physical. Yeah. That's half the year. Yeah. That's a long time. Very, 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 un- somehow, as known as she is, somehow under the radar with as many hits as she had. So I think we have uh, we have certainly made our point for who should be in the Hall of Fame, but now it's talk, time yeah. to talk about Hall of Shame. Well, I'm glad we got to spend a little extra time talking about how, how much Olivia Newton belongs to be in, because I don't have too much to say about this band that has no business being in the Hall of Fame, as much as I love uh, a couple of their songs. Cream is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, ladies now, and gentlemen. Let's let's go ahead and play all of Cream's hits that became popular. Here's one. Here's one. And it's a great one. Don't get me wrong. This is iconic. However, obviously, clapped him. It's getting near dawn. Let's play another hit from them. Great psychedelic rock. Great icon. I, I, I would love to have a black velvet poster right now uh-huh. with a black light. Absolutely. Video, live performance, well, you know. With a lava lamp in the background, mm-hmm. just kind of. Um, I drank one of those one time. It wasn't lava. <laughs> At least you didn't burn yourself. Sunshine of Your Love, and we just played White Room. Let's go and play the other nine hit songs by Cream. We'll wait. Crickets. Now, Dead Air. Silence. You you could say Crossroads peaked at 28. To me, that's more of just a blues jam, honestly. It's a good song, but it's nothing original. It's just, you know, uh, just kind of a blues riff. And how much of a raging prick did Eric Clapton have to be for not one, not two, but three groups? Yeah. To say, you know what? You're probably one of the greatest guitar players on earth. We don't want yeah. you in our group anymore. The band, it sounded pretty toxic in general, Kram. And from, from what I was reading about their interactions, it just sounded like a lot of discord from the beginning. And, and just a lot of... It seemed like, you know, when I hear them referred to as a super group, or maybe super egos, because for there to be that much, you know, friction, and they were together so, isn't, for so isn't, little. Isn't Clapton, isn't Clapton in three times... First of all, yes. for himself and with Cream. Right. And with, is it the Yardbirds? Uh, or Derek I th- and the Dominoes? I think it's Derek and the Dominoes. He's in three times Which in the Rock and Roll Hall too. of Fame. And, and and don't get me wrong, he should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as himself. Right. That's tremendous, it. Tremendous guitar player and had multiple hits. And that's the main argument from my point of view. And, I, and you, you may agree with that. Oh, I that, totally agree. I, I think Clapton is what. You know, Clapton is cream. Whether you know whatever the the people want to say about the other influences, I mean, he is who people. That's the guitar they are hearing. That's the voice they're hearing when they're hearing uh, Cream sing those two songs. 
and and he had similar like again Derek and the Dominoes with Layla. You could if you told someone that's Cream, they would believe you if they didn't know any better mm-hmm. because right. it's Clapton. So uh, the same reason I wouldn't put them in. Uh, so let's 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 weigh the scale. Right. Over twenty top forty hits. Right. Ten top ten. Very similar to the Valens and Four Phil number ones. And then you've got Cream with two, two top commercial tens. hits. Two top tens. That's that's, that's all they have. They where have three from, top forty. Where I come one. from, ladies and gentlemen, um, you say, okay, whose bank account would you rather have after all those record sales? Pretty simple. Now, is it merely should the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame be merely about records sold? Merely? No. But number one on the list should be that. And they've, I think, 15 million, I want to say. It should be about uh, that. I had their numbers right pulled up here. And it was a good sales, but, it, you know, it, there was really, there's very little in terms of in, in going on accolade after accolade. There's very little to go on. How with, many did Olivia brand. sell? Oh, God. I, I can't, I, it's going to take so long to find out because she had over 20 hits by herself. So. She's. I'm sure she outsold. Let's see if it has the actual. Later career. It's got her. Hundred million records worldwide. Wow. Hundred million records worldwide, making her one of the world's best-selling artists of all time. Cream sold fifteen million. Yeah, in their entire career. Yeah, and they're in the Hall of Fame for one guy. Yeah. So I just can. Is it possible? Can we petition? Can like? Can there be a way to be like? Look, when the Hall of Fame first came out, maybe you were a little more liberal with your inclusions, but maybe it's time to. Walk back a few of these, and I weed, think weed them out. Boy, this would well, be. Well, it's, it's kind of like the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm a Steeler fan. For those of you who just are listening to the podcast for the first time, love Terry Bradshaw. One of my favorite guys to watch on TV. He's funny. He doesn't take himself seriously. Not not overly overly bright. But even he said he's the worst quarterback in the NFL Hall of Fame. Now, people will argue and say, you had four Super Bowl victories. Of course you should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, if it's Super Bowl victories, then there's some, there's some guys out there that have several Super Bowl rings but probably aren't worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. But like he said, he handed the ball off to two Hall of Fame running backs, threw the ball to two Hall of Fame wide receivers, had two Hall of Fame offensive linemen. The best defense in NFL history over a six-year span, nobody can touch him. So how good did he have to be that he's in the Hall of Fame? That's awfully humble of him to put himself above Troy Aikman, who I would say is not as good as Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. And I would argue had a way easier path. Yeah. For similar reasons, except Hall of Fame line in front of him. So, right. Um, I would put Terry Bradshaw on the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I... It's humble I, of him to say. Based on the statistics of his era, absolutely. But you look at his statistics and compare him to now, if Which, he threw for 2,500 yards a season... And 25 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, he was Pro Bowl. Right. If a quarterback's throwing 2,500 yards now with 20 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, he's the backup. Right. Well, I think it's also, though, only fair to compare him to his peers because that was the game at the time. So, I agree. You know, he, he may not have been the right guy 
if the game had evolved. Like, there's a lot with hockey now, where the game has gotten a lot faster and more skill-based, where it used to be more goon-oriented. And It was brutal. It was brutal, and it still can be, but it's changed a lot. Well, it w- wasn't back in the 70s, the average uh, team had 21 ties a year. <clears throat> now they don't have ties. Right. <clears throat> and, they're in the, and the scoring was very low. Scoring well, scoring used to be high in the eighties, and then three to it, one it, in the seventies. Three to one was like an average hockey score. Then in the eighties, yeah. when Gretzky yeah. and Lemieux and all those guys were coming, then it jumped up to being like four, yeah. to, four to two. But you still had guys beating the hell out of each other, and you just don't really see that. It's just the game is faster now, so things naturally, I guess, work themselves out. So maybe Bradshaw wouldn't have been as good, but he's lucky he played when he was good, and he played at a time when when and, his uh, and and maybe Cream was somebody's pet project maybe i you know it, it always makes me wonder if what's really behind the inclusion of some like, of them would you would you rather have the bank account of over 100 million records sold worldwide or 15 can i get back to you on that i think i'll take it's kind of like uh, john lovitz in the movie uh, a league of their own he's in the right he's in the dairy talking to gina davis and uh, and, her, and her sister i can't think of the actress's name and and she he goes we'll pay you 75 dollars a month well, we only make 40 at the dairy. Well, that would be more then, wouldn't it? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Love that line. Probably one of my favorite John Lovis lines. Okay, train leaves in 10 minutes, so chug chug, you know. Yeah, it's a great movie. It was a perfect role for, for John Lovitz. I mean, a lot of people, do, you know, there's no crying in baseball and the Tom Hanks line yeah. and, and yeah, stuff. I, I just love the interaction with Rosie yeah. O'Donnell and Madonna in that. She goes, so, uh, so what if I was like to slide in to the base and like my, my bosom should right. pop out? And Rosie O'Donnell goes, you think there are any guys in town that haven't seen yeah. your bosoms? That's the thing. It's funny because the most quoted line in that movie is probably the weakest line in that movie and the most overdone. But I, I'd agree. It's, it's a great movie. It's funny for those reasons, the interaction with Madonna and, and Rosie. Those are funny moments. You Good know? stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, cream should not be in there. No cream. No, no cream. cream. I'll just take mine. Cream and I'll take coffee, mine black. Take, no, mine. Yeah. no cream, no sugar. So, yeah, I can't uh, I can't justify it. I, I don't get it. And um, I don't know how much more there is to say about it. There's really, I think, this, I think it speaks and for itself. And Olivia Newton-John, rest in peace. You absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, sweet woman. Uh, yeah. And uh, the I, ultimate I, girl I, next door. I'm probably going to pop on some of her music in uh, in the car this week when I'm on my way to my gig because it just it reminds me so much of my youth. It's a comfort. And, yeah, she's just beautiful. It's a comfort, and, and it is. And she 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 represents, I think, a lot of what like that. that there's happiness, and there's there's uh, there's sometimes it, nostalgia. Pure. I would think pure purity, innocence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, just soft and sweet. Yeah, and I know. I know we have a tendency to idealize people, but but she seems like someone who at least measured up in some way. She to... was given the opportunity, by the way. She was offered the song "You Light Up My Life" by Debbie Boone. Oh wow! And turned it down, and, and actually suggested to Debbie Boone, "Why don't you sing it?" Really? And that song was the longest-running number one song of its time. When it went number one, that, I wonder how her life would have changed. Debbie Boone would have made a fortune off the writing of the song, right? But Olivia Newton-John singing it would have been interesting. I really wish she would have, because I could. I, it's almost like it sort of sounds like it was written for her. Another interesting bit of trivia: the song "Endless Love" was originally offered to Barry Manilow and Olivia Newton-John, as opposed to Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. Interesting. How things could have been changed. How things yeah. could have been different. Right. Would have. Would have been a interesting take, very different, 
approach, I would imagine, those two versus uh, Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. But the things that could have been. Things that make you go, hmm. You're listening to The Lighter Side of Dark with Solio. I'm Smith. I am Smith. I'm Solio. We're going to be back with uh, segment number four right after this. We're going to be talking the Mount Rushmore of most often pawned items. We'll be right back. Rob Smith here with the LST Podcast. Do you enjoy trivia? Do you have a favorite bar or restaurant that you like to play? If you're looking for something new and fun, consider Team Text Trivia. It's better than paper and pencil trivia, and we don't ask a bunch of questions that hurt your head, or people yell out the answer, which is, who cares? It's all about TV, movies, music, sports, general, and what's in the news today. You play directly from your phone, so there's no paper to worry about, and speed is the key. The faster you get your answers in, the more points you get. Fantastic for bars and restaurants. If you have a bar or restaurant you'd like to consider them to try Team Text Trivia, have them call 727-531-8880, and we'll get a booking, and you'll be able to come out and enjoy Team Text Trivia with us. Or visit them on the web at teamtexttrivia.com. Side Splitters Comedy Club presents our Mount Rushmore segment, where Paul and Rob talk about the top four in any number of categories and themes. Any number of categories and themes, that's us. It's the Mount Rushmore segment, the longest-running segment of our show. The only thing from from the jump, I think. Florida Man, uh, it's relatively new, only since season six. Uh, our, yeah. mu- our music segment has changed every season. Yeah. We had the One Hit Wonders tournament. Then we had uh, groups with And The in the title, which I thought was, was really cool. Then we had featured musical artists where we talked about the artists. Then we did soundtracks. <clears throat> but this year, it's Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Mount Rushmore segment uh, this week is items most oftenly pawned, but Side Splitters Comedy Club. Who's at the split this week? This week, Noah Garden Swartz. Uh, you may not necessarily know the name, not a household name. However, uh, Noah, he's a... It sounds more like a household appliance. Yes, it does. Could you kind borrow your garden swartz? Yeah, if you don't mind. Uh, New York based hey, comedian. Last time you borrowed it, you brought it back dirty. Uh, comedian and writer. It's a New York accent. Maybe we shouldn't be doing that voice either, Paul. Oh, I don't know about that. When he's not on tour, he's performing regularly at the Comedy Cellar in New York City. Uh, he's a writer. He writes for uh, the Amazon's Emmy and Golden Globe winning show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She so, has incredible breasts, by the way. <laughs> marvelous, some might say. Uh, he was a semifinalist on Last Comic Standing. Uh, he's released a couple of chart-topping albums, Blunt and White Man Can't Joke. He's been a journalist, a hedge fund day trader, an elementary school teacher, and he's even grown weed, though obviously not all at the same time. So, Noah Garden Swartz. <laughs> It'd be kind of... Uh, we'll be oh, uh, now, saw... you, you said you saw Jeff Dye last yes, week. Yes, yes. Uh, I was at the uh, Science Waters Comedy Club location Friday night. I uh, saw a great comedian, uh, uh, my son, a uh, big fan, and now I am as well. Uh, to a certain extent, and I'll, I'll explain why. Uh, the guy's name is Jeff Dye. If you get a chance, look him up online, watch his comedy specials, fantastic. There's also a bit where he and his buddy stole former Pro Bowl kicker Mike Vanderjack's jersey. And the story he tells is epic. 
because he still has the jersey. Oh, wow. He stole it flat out. And, uh, but but I, I got to talk about something, and, and you being a stand-up comedian, I, I'm really interested in, in your perspective. Now, we saw Chad Daniels a couple months ago, and he's one of those ones that get, gets right up in his audience's face. First of all, he says, you paid money to hear me talk. You paid money to hear me make jokes. Yeah. You paid money to laugh. So so if, you, if, you're, if your butt puckers up a little too quickly on the stuff I talk about, maybe you shouldn't be here. We've adopted the same philosophy on our podcast. If you don't like the goofy little voices or you don't like the fact that we make fun of, I don't know, everything, including ourselves, we just did that today on Viewer Mail, so self-deprecation. We know the definition of that. But he said during his bit, he goes, hey, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to say blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if I say something that offends you or, or, or gets out of your skin, I don't care. He goes, I don't care. I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm here to make you laugh. I don't care if you're that easily offended. I just don't care. So then he goes on. He did about an hour and 15 minutes, by the way. Yeah. That was a long set. That's, a, that's about yeah, 30 minutes longer than standard. The crowd was into him. He was really on fire. Great guy. And and then he but then he said, he goes uh, he goes you know it would be great you know it, 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 he goes he goes if we go to hell, hell's great. He goes heaven is just harps and praising God all the time. He goes I'd rather go to hell. In hell you could do anything. He goes like he goes like this bitch right here. He points to her in the front row. He goes I could just go you're on fire and just kill you. And everybody's laughing. She's laughing. You know there were two gay guys in the front row and he was just picking on them the entire show. They're they're fans. That's mm-hmm. why they were in the front row to see Jeff die. So he's poking fun at them and stuff. And then he says, oh, man, I could be down in heaven. I could be down in hell. I could be, uh, you know, uh, drinking and, and whoring around. I could have an eight-year-old girlfriend. And he grabs, like, with the back of her head and goes, oh, like this, you know. And the crowd's laughing. And all of a sudden, this guy in the audience is like, oh, it's fucked up. And he, and he turns and looks at the guy and says, well, why do you think that's fucked up? Who's a fucking eight-year-old goddamn pervert? And, and he's like, dude, it's a joke. I had to think of the most outrageous, out there, over-the-top example of something that I could do in hell. Yeah. Okay? He goes, and then he looks at the guy. He goes, do you think I would really do that? And the guy goes, no. And he goes, so you think I'm just doing it as a joke? And the guy goes, yeah. And he goes, well, that's my point. It's a joke. He goes, I'm saying what I would do in hell. He, and then all of a sudden, now if he would have just left it alone there, the crowd was turning on this guy. Going, dude. He's not a pedophile. He's not grabbing some some eight-year-old. He didn't say it was a boy or girl. doesn't matter. He's not doing that. He's using an extreme, a real push to the edge extreme. I just like hearing Louis Louis C.K. talk about it, about rape. That's that's kind of the the type of thing he would say. Yeah, and and Louis C.K. is like, you know, well, everybody says, well, you know, you really can't talk about rape. And he goes, I agree. Rape's not funny. I mean, what if the girl won't have sex with you? You know, I mean, he makes a joke about it. He's not condoning it or saying it. And then, but then Jeff kind of just said to the guy, okay, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry that that offended you. And I don't think he should have. No. I, you know, I, I think it was just probably an offhanded way to try to diffuse what he sensed was an inappropriately uh, strong reaction. Um, it's probably just his spidey senses trying to calm things down for the club's sake. Um, so I think it was just a professional move by him. Not that he was backing down from his comedy, but he saw how upset this guy was in that moment, and maybe offhandedly at the end said it. Maybe he, maybe he wishes he didn't say it. But so I'm things, still a fan. Yeah. I'm still absolutely a fan. Still would continue. But to be I would. A fan. I, I think you got to keep the club in mind too, and diffusing the situation, even if you're. Uh, it's 
he's not Dave Chappelle. You know, he doesn't have that kind of clout where he can just say "fuck you," walk well, away. Well, even and... Dave Chappelle doesn't have that clout anymore because they he was supposed, he was supposed to play First Avenue up in Minneapolis and they canceled on him and made people go to a different venue. It's, it's it's insane, and that's why when someone says "Rob, you're a liberal Democrat," no, I'm not. No, you're not. I'm not a believer in any of that crap. No. But but I I would say and and uh, Jesse was with me and he had a picture of Mike Vanderjack and he signed it. So nice. yes, I signed it. Wow, nice. this this guy rocks. And he goes no because this guy sucks. Yeah. And it was great. So again, big fan of Jeff Die. If he should yeah. if he should ever hear about us talking about him and want to call into the podcast, I would say, dude, I would come see you anytime, anyplace, anywhere. But I wish you just would have said when you said to the guy, do you think I would do that? The guy goes, no. You realize it yeah. was a joke, yeah. Well, then leave it there. Yeah, I think no. I think you're you're right. He he made his point. He probably could have left it there, but he may have just felt like he didn't want this. Sometimes a humiliated, his, angry. His set was just going like this. Mm-hmm. It was going up and up and up, and it kind of plateaued a little bit. And then it took a big giant dip, and then the last ten minutes were not that great. Yeah, I did like the way he ended his. He's like, he goes, I know a lot of you out there probably going, this guy's from L.A., he's liberal. He goes, I'm a conservative, Republican, Christian, and I believe in the Bible, and I don't believe in gay marriage. He points right to these two gay guys in the front row. And the crowd, half the crowd started cheering. And then he goes, I believe I should be able to get one of my friend's 13-year-old daughters as my bride, and I should be able to get some goats thrown into the deal as well because they're treated like cattle. And the way he turned that on yeah. the religious people was genius. Yeah. So, and, you know, that kind of thing. It's so, wild. You know, it's ballsy so it, stuff to say in a red, in a red if area. You, if you get a chance, though, see him. Because very much like Chad Daniels, he said, ooh, need your butthole pucker a little bit. Yeah. Or did you just laugh and then you felt bad about it. he would never feel bad about laughing especially if you understand the context that it is a joke right absolutely it, it's it's an outlet like anything else it's an outlet daniel tosh said one time he goes he goes well my my, my girlfriend's from uh, from taiwan actually he goes, well at least for this joke she is you know it's not real it's a joke right you know yeah. we've, we've done stuff out here that's just merely jokes satirical uh stereotypical in some ways but sure but a yeah. lot of stereotypes are based in truth there's a reason they become a stereotype, or at least enough people notice. A something. lot of white people can't dance. I've seen you. I've seen it. I've, I've seen you. Uh, yeah, that's proof right there right. of the stereotype. Yes. How long did it take you to learn the electric slide? Be honest. Oh God, I still suck at the ten electric. years. That's the worst one up <laughs> for me. I can <laughs> do the wobble. Keep a shuffle on the wobble uh, before yeah. I could do the, the the electric slide, and that's just. I'll give was... you a suggestion. Get up off of that thing by James Brown. It's do good, that as your electric substitute. slide song. It's got the beat. It's got that Caucasian beat. It'll pull the, right the soul beat. out of me. Yeah. It, That's yeah, why I love the wobble and, and keep exactly. a shuffle. It got more soul. All right. Well, our uh, Mount Rushmore segment this week is items most often pawned at pawn shops. Ooh, it's like a candy We have store. frequented pawn shops from time to time. I like to check through pawns. To, to find items, uh, usually in the music business and stuff like that. Find, yes. uh, find some really good stuff in there. Sometimes they know what they have. Sometimes they don't. Right. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. It's nice. It's like a, like a, another type of treasure hunter state sale. All right, I'm gonna let you go first. What is what is an item that I, is I, commonly? I think and we've agreed uh, beforehand that we were gonna group this all together because there's just no way to, to encapsulate it separately. Jewelry, Jewelry, I think, has to be the number one. Yes. Rings, bracelets, um, and and the like. I have an interesting watches. I have a like fascinating that. story about. I don't know if it's a ghost story or not, but it's about jewelry in a pawn shop. If mm. I have a minute here to 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 explain 
Ivan. And now to Solio's Ghostly Pawn Shop Stories, brought to you by Ghost Hunters on A and E. Figure that'll buy time for stretching the, the first place up there. But I went uh, several years back. My uh, I think you told me this story, but go on. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I, no, I think you did. Go on. My wife um, had. Yes. Okay. Tell tell everybody. I'll tell yes. the I'll tell the listeners because it relates just to to finding jewelry in a pawn shop. Years ago, my wife uh, had a, a very special ring of hers that her, her dad had gotten for her at uh, the pawn shop he used to run when he was alive. A very beautiful ring. He just kept it uh, for her instead of selling it um, once it became their property. And she loved it. And one day, uh, her boyfriend at the time stole it, sold it, I think, or maybe it was a cousin or something. And never so thought she was she dating would... her cousin? <laughs> I don't know if it was a boyfriend or no. She definitely I'm sorry, wasn't I'm going to replay what you said. It said clearly that she was dating her cousin. But yeah. anyway, I, I digress. I, oh boy, that's going to get me in trouble. But see, uh, first cousin or second? Thought cousin. she was never going to see it again. First cousin or second cousin? Uh, that, that I don't know. Okay. Um, she I thought I, she was never going to. I, I think it was her ex that stole it and 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 sold it to a pawn shop, probably for drugs or something. And she never thought she would see it again. Her ex, second cousin, lover. Go ahead. And yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> really, uh, I didn't do that in the redneck accent. That would have been rude and inappropriate. And uh, she, she never thought she'd see it again. And um, you know, she, her, uh, as you know, her father passed away a couple of years ago. But sometime after that, we were just wandering in a pawn shop and saw um, at random pawn shop. Probably about nine years later, she never thought she'd see it again. And we saw the ring that was stolen from her. Wow just sitting there and it was so it was so like it was unrecognized it was recognizably it was unmistakable um it was like pink maybe pink sapphire out of all of the jewelry in that pawn shop and all the pawn shops in the area it somehow showed up so he and it somehow found its way back to her and i bought it for her Uh, so she has that same ring back that her dad gave to her that it was stolen and that we found after her dad passed away we found at a pawn shop and, and i bought it back and now she's got it, and it was just like. I think that that like I said, I'm not necessarily a believer of you know going up to the clouds of heaven and right, flying right. around on harps, but I but I do think that things like that are karmatic karma or some kind of way that goes around comes around, or that maybe in some way, shape, form, or fashion, he made that happen, and that you is know, a terrific story. There's there's a, a, a philosophy called other than the creepy part about her sleeping creepy. with her second cousin, right? The Occam's razor theory where the simplest answer is usually the right answer. And you would assume with a pawn shop situation, you know, pawn, pawn get 10 years ago, someone bought it, it's gone. Or it could be at any pawn shop. You're never going to find it. That's the easiest solution. You know, that's just, I accepted that, she accepted that. You'd have the, a better chance of winning the lottery, I would think. That's what I was thinking is the odds of walking in, finding it, the right pawn shop, nine years later, who knew? We didn't even know it was pawn. We assumed it was pawn. And you weren't even going in there looking for it. No, we weren't. there goofing around, killing some time. We went for the hell of it. So, yeah, jewelry, but uh, jewelry with a twist and then my ghost story two weeks later. Neat, uh, neat story. Well, everybody, go go to the Facebook and vote whether you believe Paul sh- <laughs> Paul's bullshit story or not. We'll, we'll, we'll do a little poll on that. We'll poll yeah. the audience. You know how painful that can be. But anyway, um, I got one. Yes. I think an item that is often pawned at pawn shop, guns. Guns are very often. Some won't take them. A lot do. Yep. And they're often on full display. Yep. We are a gun and ammo country yep. here. You, you got, you got your, uh, your rings and your jewelry and your necklaces and your earrings and your rings. And right in the next case over, 45, Glock, 
30-06, shotgun, bow and arrow, whatever. Like so a guns. candy store for gun lovers. Guns, guns for sure. Guns, guns, and more guns. Uh, definitely. I will go, and I don't know if this is another one that I should group together, but I'll start by, I'll, I'll throw this out and see what you think. I was going to say guitars. I could say musical instruments. Musical uh, instruments. I think is fair, because I've seen keyboards as well. Yeah. Uh, guitars are frequent. I've, I've gotten a guitar at a, at a pawn shop before, but musical instruments are common. Yes. Uh, and, and often pawned. You know, there's always a demand for someone who wants to play music. You can get great deals. But keep in mind, though, who's often struggling for money? Musicians. Always. That's why they go there to try and get them cheap they for it on Monday, get their, get their <laughs> weed, smoke their weed during the week, raise enough money by selling something else, go back on Friday, get their, get their Ibanez bass, go out and do the gig that night and Saturday night at the local bar, Daiquiri, just like the good old boys, Blues Brothers bands, pay you $200 and you drink $300 worth of beer and you got to go out and write a traveler's check on the... If you're, if you're drinking while you're, you're playing a musician, you're in trouble. You ain't going to be making money. I did see a poster for um, uh, Bob's, Cow- uh, Bob's Cowboy Bunker, the one from Blues Brothers, and it said, Tonight the good old boys are playing. I saw a poster okay. for that. I, yes. I, I, I'm thinking about getting that one. Yeah. That was good. So, yeah, instruments, music, saxophones. If I, yeah. if I played saxophone, I'd go to a pawn stop and find one there. Yep. You see clarinets. You know, I don't know what a good clarinet even goes for. Hundred bucks, seventy bucks. It could probably because they're so expensive. Musical instruments in general are so expensive new. So even pawn shops could probably charge hundred bucks and be like, "What? Look at this deal, huh? It's a real clarinet. Benny Goodman played it, you know." Yeah, Benny Goodman. You know, from nineteen. There's a, there's a name we've never said on this show in seven years. <laughs> Benny Goodman. Next thing you're going to be starting to quote Bunny Berrigan and uh, Tommy Dorsey and his brother Glenn. You knew me. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, musical instruments uh, would have to be on there along with guns and jewelry. I think I have the fourth one. Um, now, I watch Pawn Stars all the time. Mm-hmm. And many years ago, Hardcore Pawn, which was a Detroit-based uh, pawn shop, which was a little more realistic. It has always amazed me when somebody comes in there and the owner says, okay, well, let me bring an expert in to see what this thing is worth. And the person wants $5,000 for it. And the expert comes in and says, well, it's worth about... 1200 1500 maybe and this is somebody who does this for a living you know right. knows the products well, i just think you're you're you know what do you want for it now well i'd still i'd still want 2000 for it it's like i can't buy it from you for 1200 and try to sell it for t- and then have somebody kick me wait, down wait. to six you know right but uh, tools oh yeah I it's, think that's got to be the fourth biggest one. I think so. You don't see it. You don't see the glamorous on Pawn Stars and Hardcore Pawn about it, but you do see if you go into a pawn mm-hmm. shop. I'm going to guess a third is tools. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. And it. what group always needs more money than musicians? Mm-hmm. People in construction. That's true. People in construction. Mm-hmm. And I. This is absolutely true. I know of contractors. And you can make good money, but you who, can spend a lot of it on their stuff on Friday. And go back on Monday morning and get it before they go to work. I've yeah, seen it. I believe it. One guy, you know, he pawns his jackhammer. This is a $1,000, $1,200 piece of equipment. Pawns it for 300 on Friday. Goes to the Hard Rock Casino. Tries to turn that 300 into more. And then he goes back on Monday and buys it for 300 Wow. Because you, you can buy it back within a certain amount of time for basically what you pawned it for. Interesting. Okay. And that's, he, he does, I don't want to say he makes a living at it, but... 
He's able to do it without repercussion. Tools. Is what it sounds like. If you ever yeah. need a circular saw, that's the place to go. Yeah. That's that's a great place to go, and uh, definitely, I think that is. You can get one of those big giant cases that have like the portable power drill, the portable jigsaw, the portable mm-hmm. sander, the portable vacuum, the portable, and just the little battery packs and so on. That's seven eight hundred dollars in a case. Get it at a pawn shop for two hundred bucks. Right. Pawn shops do make mistakes on some of their pricing, though. I love I've, that. I've discovered. <laughs> I, I'll go in there and I see like a 19-inch rack-mountable DJ mixer with four channels, which none of us ever need anymore. Uh, back in my day, you needed two channels for turntables, a cassette deck, and a CD player, right. and a microphone. So that made sense. But now channels. now it becomes the extra when one goes. You move it to the other, you know? Yeah, and the thing is, it's like new. These mixers ran for... 125 to 150 bucks they've got it in there for like hundred dollars and i'm like dude i if you gave the person 50 for this that's your fault you know this is worth maybe 50 60 bucks as it says there's no no idiot that's going to buy this for a hundred dollars and i know they like to get kicked down a little bit but sometimes they don't know what they have i've been in there because i'm gia certified from the gemology institute of america little shameless plug um you know i mean i can grade diamonds sometimes you go in there and you find pretty amazing stones and they're just selling it for the carat weight of the diamond and the gold right sure often so can what other honorable mentions can you think of because we got jewelry guns uh, you know I, musical instruments I would and say tools maybe gaming consoles like consoles and controllers and certain odd they're usually oddballs though you'll you'll see like maybe uh an xbox 360 and some controllers maybe would maybe, tvs or, be ahead of anything we've talked about um, yeah, TVs. I mean, I do see a lot of TV. TVs and monitors kind of seem would to be together. Would we call that together. electronics? Maybe electronics would be. I I, still that th- is broad, I but... I still think the other stuff is more, though. I, I do. I think, um, for sure, guns, assuming it's a pawn shop that sells them, they, they are definitely up there. Um, you know, instruments. Yeah. Um... No shortage of guitars. Ju- jewelry is always the number one, I would say. Yeah, cases and cases of that stuff. And, and tools. Tools is, it's it's definitely... What about odd stuff you've seen? That's stuff where stuff. it gets to be, you know, a little knick-knacky. Like, some of, the, some of the game stuff is a little bit random. So you can't just say, well, it's going to have all these different types of consoles. It may not. It may just have... A controller might have a couple games. It might have one brand of console with none of the matching stuff. Um, one I go odd to, electronics like Fitbits. And one st- I go to from time to time. They they literally have a a stuffed ring-tailed lemur. It's a nicely like done a decorative taxidermy. Yeah, ring-tailed lemur. And I'm thinking, God, that's specific. Did you shoot this? Yeah. And where were you? Malaysia? Were you on the? The continent of Madagascar, Those the country are of Madagascar. Fascinating to me. They have a story in there somewhere, and, and we we don't know it. But... Now, don't get me wrong. If it was a deer head, I go. I came right here in Hernando County. Right. But a ringtail lemur. It, was, it seemed like an odd thing to see at a pawn shop in uh, the metropolitan Brooksville area. Yeah, that's uh, someone. Someone got that when they were out on safari, maybe. And I was at a pawn shop in Clearwater. This was twenty years ago. Um, I was talking to. Uh, the guy who owned it named Jeff, and he's, he's the one that told me that when thugs come in, and thugs is any criminal, by the way, no uh, no racial uh, intentions here, thugs would come in late at night with their grandma's jewelry box, because grandma, quote-unquote, died and left, you know, the thug, mm. the jewelry box. He would get a trash can 
and put it next to it. It would open up the door and go, okay, that's costume, that's costume, that's worth a little something, that's costume, those are fake pearls, and he'd just throw the stuff in the trash can. And he'd go, okay, you got a couple rings, that watch, and I'll give you 45 bucks for that. If not, you know, I'm not interested. Okay, so the, guy, the thug would take the 45 bucks, then he'd dump the trash can out and take out the really good pieces of jewelry that he threw in the trash can. Wow. So he's thinking, okay, this guy's a thief anyway. Right. The thug is a thief anyway. Right. So then he would have to, he would put the stuff aside and wait a couple of weeks before he'd put it to case because he knew it was basically hot. If the police show up, you just got to give it up. Gotcha. But I asked him, what was the weirdest thing you've ever pawned? He says, okay. He goes, I'm not proud of this, but I was curious. So I bought it. I don't think I'll ever be able to sell it. I don't know if it's even legal to sell it. Oh, but he goes, I bought this. And it was, it was a photo album. He, he shows it to me. And he goes, just open up the first page. I open up the first page, and I oh. almost threw up in my mouth a little bit. Oh, boy. A little bit. On the first page was a, an 8x10, by the way. Oh, boy. So somebody had to develop this picture. That's what amazes me. This was done long before the days of taking your stuff to Walgreens and CVS and having it print. On the very first page was a, uh, uh, a photograph of a, uh, of a horse. A male horse, Paul. Okay. A male horse. Um, uh, kind of big boy. Big horse. Okay. Um, had a very large Schwanstucker. Hmm. And uh, this, this horse happened to be right there in the picture. And there was a young lady that was uh, underneath the horse. Um, blowing the horse, basically. And, uh, and he goes, this entire thing is full of bestiality pictures. And he oh. and, and and I and I looked at him and I said, and you, you you gave a person money for this? He goes, dude. He goes, that night I was so drunk, I just wanted to get the guy out of here. And I thought, oh, what the hell? And he goes, I've never made it past the third picture. And I said, I don't need to see past the first picture. That's cool. So he seals it back up in the plastic and oh. took it back in the back. So it was the oddest thing, a book of bestiality. Oh boy. I don't know how I feel about this. That's yeah. Just, I, I just describing it, I could tell it was like you know the look of pain on your face as yeah. you're recalling the memories. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's very visceral. So this would not be a very commonly pawned thing. No, that would be one of those things that hey, here's what you don't see every day. Yep. Horse exactly. Cock. Yeah. So uh, yeah, God, God bless her. Thank her. Yeah. So that's not. Uh, that's not to clarify. Yeah, basically, that is the next like white trash name: Amber Lynn, Tammy Lynn. You know. Something Lynn. Something like that. Probably. Yeah, white trash name. <laughs> um, so Ringtailed Lemur, Book of Bestiality, what other weird stuff have I seen? Um, oh, Human Bones. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's legal. There were several human bones in this one case. And I said, what, what's up with that? He goes, oh, those are human bones. Those are really collectible. And I'm like, huh. Okay. Yeah. I said, what is, a, dumber. What, is a, what is a femur go for? It goes for about 900 bucks. What? Because that's what I have left. Because I almost had a whole skeleton brought in. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of, well, I mean. It's awful super casual for this guy talking about just yeah. bones. Yeah, that's a quality femur right there. Look yeah. at the, look there, at the there, sheen. There are people that carve bones, oh. human bones. Yeah, I guess. Not even, not even animal bones, human bones. I guess there are. Whittle a bone. Yeah, there we go. Oh. All right, so I think, uh, yeah, I think we've got most often pawned items as jewelry, musical instruments, guns, tools i don't see anything eclipsing those yeah. four no 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 ringtail bleemers or um books of horse fellatio no none of that is is going to be on the list instead so i think we've successfully nailed the top four yeah 
types of items. You're going to see it. So we're going to put that up on the uh, Facebook Metaverse thingamadoodle. You guys can check it out. And uh, we appreciate you uh, understanding last week when we wanted to pay a little homage to our friend Mark, who's been gone now a year, uh, even though I'm not a big fan of uh, death anniversaries. Uh, he has missed every day milk on Aunt Bain. And uh, next week we will let's, – let's see if we can figure it out. Next week, how about um, sequels? That were better than the original Ooh, movie. That's a good one. Sequels that were better than the original that's movie. That's a tall order, but there's definitely a few that I can think of. So we'll marinate sequels that are better than the original for next week. Where can they uh, find out more about us? Go to Lighter Side of Dark uh, on the Metaverse. Just search for it. LSD Podcast. That'll find us also. You can write us at listener at lightersideofdark.com. And you can find us on Instagram or Twitter at lighter side dark that's all one word lighter side dark we have uh, certainly enjoyed the uh, day today uh rest in peace olivia newton john we want you in the rock and roll hall of fame and are willing to kick cream out yes it's gonna happen we will will it so uh, next week our uh, hall of shame is already decided it's gonna be uh, richie valens versus phil collins yep for next week we appreciated Thank you, listener we legitimately did appreciate the viewer mail uh 70 of it was yeah there was trash a couple, there was a couple of uh, telling us we're awful nice and terrible things. but you are listening because they are listening to be this eerily specific that is very specific are we going to do more scripted stuff where we can make fun of all different shapes sizes sex religions cultures and are even ourselves I endorse that. Absolutely, I, is what I'm trying to tell I, you. I think it's a good. We could do a couple of New Yorkers, like for a whole right. segment. Right, there could be segment. Maybe we just do segments where we have to be these two characters for the segment. For the entire segment. Whatever it is, and if it's as bad as it can be. Or and at the good. end, we just say forget about it. Right, and then move on, and then next time that way everybody gets a turn, and nobody. If we left were out. Indian, we would say thank you, come again, come again. Thank exactly. You. If we were Jewish, we go. It wasn't that particularly great. It wasn't that great. No. You could be a German. I could be a Russian. You are a nutcase. We could do it. We it's could. It's, 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 we probably shouldn't. But well, <laughs> well, well, certainly it's been a pleasure working with me. Oh, it certainly has. We'll see you guys next week for Season 7, Episode 5. Thanks for listening. Take care, guys. Lighter Side of Dark is a brainchild of DJs Rob Smith and Paul Solio and is meant for the sole purpose of entertainment, merely opinions of our host and not meant to be taken seriously. Written and produced by Paul Solio and Rob Smith. Edited by Rob Smith, announcer Dave Anthony, original music provided by Seth Book and a local Tampa band, Noodles Magoo. You may visit the website at www.lightersideofdark.com or visit on Facebook at the Lighter Side of Dark podcast, available on most podcast formats and services. For sponsorship interest, please email at listener at lightersideofdark.com. Recorded at the Fame DJ School Studios in Spring Hill, Florida. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please go back and start from the beginning of the series. We appreciate you following our show.